Bachelor Nation, welcome to Season 2 of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose-giving of the franchise. This week, we're breaking down Episode 4 of Peter's Bachelor Season. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen, and it's time to look toward the stars. everyone welcome to another week another episode of roses woo yes i hope you have your wine i certainly do after the way the season is progressing oh it was quite a quite an episode before we get into that we're just gonna do our quick social media check-ins you can follow us on twitter at it's all roses on instagram at it's all on the roses and you can email us anything our email address is it's all in the roses at gmail.com. If you've been enjoying the show and sharing with your friends and talking about us maybe during your lunch break at work, <laughs> I don't know, make sure you and all those people are leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Yes, we want to talk about you on our lunch breaks at work. <laughs> yeah. Start a circle of friends. <laughs> yes, community building. Yeah. We love it. Um, quickly, before we continue, um, Kristen and I are not experts in astrology, so the book we often reference is called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. That's by Joanna Martine Woolfolk. And any readings we do on contestants are based on their sun signs only, unless otherwise stated. So normally we would move into our gem and Virgo moves of the week. And this week we're going to do it a little differently because Kristen and I had a super fun weekend and I'm going to let her intro this concept for yes. the week. On Saturday, Susan and I went to the theater. The theater. It's we a hobby, a everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's our new hobby. Yes, our new hobby. So we found this great two-for-one deal for an yes. off-Broadway play called Bob and Ter Carol and Ted and Alice. It's quite the <laughs> mouthful. Starring our boy Michael Zegan, which we talk about a lot on this podcast. It's based on a movie from the 60s. The plot, if you read it on Wikipedia, it's very 60s. So we bought these tickets because of Michael Zegan and because they were discounted. But we actually <laughs> ended up really enjoying the show. It's a lot of fun, so if you're in the mood for something off-Broadway and something a little different, maybe check it out. It officially opens on February 4th. We saw a preview performance, but we were reading our playbills before the show, and playbills have little articles to do with what's going on in the theater world, and this yeah. one had assigned star signs to biomusicals, which are shows about real-life figures or artists, and we found that ours were very fitting, so we wanted to share them this week. So I'm quite proud of this one. Oh. So I'm a Virgo. <laughs> and the Virgo was assigned Hamilton. And it read, Meticulous and steadfast, no sign can get it done like you. You're ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication. And like Hamilton, you are nonstop. Wow. That's quite <laughs> the compliment, to be yes. honest. And I totally resonated with this because I think so many Hamilton lyrics capture the drive and commitment to being a writer and achieving big dreams and having a busy mind. So I just felt very 
I don't want to say vindicated because that sounds a little evil, uh, but uh-huh. <laughs> I just felt very happy by that description. That sounds amazing. Like, honestly, so motivating. Yeah. To think of yourself as freaking Hamilton. Okay, here's the thing with me and Broadway. I, I like musicals. I enjoy them a lot, but I, I've never been like a a Broadway person, I guess. Like, you'll never catch me listening to a soundtrack walking down the sidewalk or like in my car i'm just not that kind of person i may not be an expert in the shows i got catch me if you can which i recognize because kristen and i talk about it sometimes because (laughs) our other boy aaron Tveit starred in catch me if you can on broadway um this is based on a movie starring tom hanks and leo dicaprio and it follows the life of con man frank abagnale i've also never seen the movie Um, But I know it's a very popular movie. Mm. And my horoscope said, you can persuade anyone into pretty much anything, much like con man Frank Abagnale Jr. Even after being caught, he manages to land a job at the FBI. If that isn't big Gemini energy, we don't know (laughs) what is. Um, One, love that phrase. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see you using that. (laughs) (laughs) So right off the bat, that was great. And yeah, I feel like in general, I'm a very persuasive person um without trying too hard so mm. this like reson yeah i guess it resonated with yeah i can me see that, that you're very sense. good at like encouraging people into things that they want to be too sure of yes it's just a part of my personality it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like i'm trying to um manipulate not manipulate but it i don't know i feel like it comes off pretty naturally so yeah i do it a lot and no one suspects me. <laughs> um, mostly my persuading is just yeah. getting people to go out. So yes, very lighthearted. Me. Exhibit <laughs> <laughs> at you. So that that was it. Those were our um Broadway Broadway playbill horoscopes. Okay, and now moving into a segment we haven't really done in a while, just because there hasn't been uh notable news it's our bachelor nation broadcast where we briefly talk about things going on in the bachelor world this week we have one piece of pretty sad news um so tyler g from hannah brown's season of the bachelorette died last week was it last week january 23rd january so, yeah. 23rd um so tyler was 29 years old and he was reported dead on January 23rd after being hospitalized a week before um, and his death is suspected to be from a medical overdose. Yeah, so sad. Um, If you remember from Hannah's season, she initially was really into him. He got the first one-on-one date um, and something that like sticks with me also is that Jimmy Kimmel predicted he would be in her final three oh, yeah but then but then he like mysteriously left the show mm-hmm. episode two or three right yeah and he had a pretty good one-on-one i think i they remember vibe. being pretty boring but but she liked know, him is what i mean but that was just the narrative because he was gonna leave okay and now we're going to move in to our breakdown of this week's episode 
off with some pretty exciting news because we're finally leaving the mansion we're going to cleveland oh my Woo! goodness all they the were so excited weren't they the football <laughs> cleveland. Um, they were not excited but honestly no. after watching this episode i feel like i would go to cleveland it seemed nice it for maybe cute. a weekend it, exactly it kind of looked like boston a little Oh, I was going to say Albany. True. A little more industrial. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, it seemed cute. It, uh, yeah. Anyway, we're in Cleveland, and Victoria F. gets the first one-on-one -on -one this week. So this one-on-one -on -one comes hot off the fashion show, where Victoria really stepped out of her comfort zone. Um because she wanted to impress Pete and like make herself a presence among the other women. Just a reminder that Victoria F and Pete are a Libra Leo pairing. And we'll talk about that a little as we, a little bit more as we break down their date. So this date starts off with classic Victoria being like her weird nervous self, like all in her head. Um, in the past, I feel like it was very genuine, but I think in this lead up to this date, she was definitely putting it on a bit. Yes, agree? I got that vibe as well. She met Peter in an airfield because Peter was going to fly her to their date. But when she realized where they were, she initially freaked out about skydiving. If they were going to go, she couldn't do it because she wouldn't like yeah. heights. And her then group card, her date card said like, something about falling into love yes but yeah. then on my instagram feed someone found a picture of her skydiving in 2014 so i don't buy what she says yeah and then similarly um when he mentioned that they were going to an amusement park she was like oh i love amusement parks but i don't and then they went on that first ride and she was freaking out but then immediately hopped on the ride like people that are afraid of heights and don't like things like that would never go on that swing thing that threw True. them up there. It was very interesting. Um, yeah. So this date had a lot of her saying one thing and then immediately contradicting it. Very interesting. Yes. It was very odd, but Peter still seemed to dig her. He said that something about Victoria grabbed him and that he saw something in her and they spent the whole day riding all the roller coasters, bringing out Pete's inner child. He was very excitable <laughs> this time around. I think more so than we've ever seen him. And I think this date just felt very nostalgic. Like we were talking about this during the episode but I had a lot of high school trips to theme parks through chorus and like friends' birthdays and things. And it just kind of reminded me of that big group dynamic. Yeah, I did too um, have all those trips. But it's like so cool to have seen them have the whole park to themselves, though, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Having like such an intimate experience at a place like this. Honestly, this True. is my kind of first date. Mm. I love it an activity but you're 
I mean, you ride the rides in twos, so you're always with the person right. and you're in like close proximity. And then moving on to the next portion of the state, which I love, and it felt like it elevated more. It was just them having some beer at yeah. this little like stand, and they're talking about how they can't have three kids. It needs to be an even number of kids because one of the kids will always be singled out, which is so cute and i support yes that's my family's philosophy literally so (laughs) i'm one of four children (laughs) i'm actually one of three do you feel singled out (laughs) (laughs) and then sometimes when they're up to things i feel like sometimes they i noticed this more when i was home from college for breaks They'd, they'd like have little secrets between them. Oh, yeah. Which was yeah, that's weird. Pretty much a thing. I think that's just more of like a college sibling thing. It was thing. weird. I didn't like it. Yeah. Other than that, I'm very okay with being the one singled out just because I feel like I have to take the heat because I'm the older one. Right. But more so, it's like our middle, the middle sisters, the, uh, the black sheep. Mm. So. Not so much there. And then what what else did they talk about here? I think um, going back to this idea of just roaming through a theme park for the day and then always kind of being sectioned off into twos for the rides. Mm-hmm. I almost see it as kind of an abbreviated form of travel. Like they say that you get to know someone best when you travel with them. And that's always a big thing for couples oh, when yeah. they go on their first trip together. Like, eh, is this going to change anything? Are we not going to get along at some point in the trip? If you think about it with theme parks, you're on a bunch of lines. You have to figure out when you're going to stop for food, if you're going to buy food, if you're going to bring mm-hmm. food, what a person Definitely. can handle, what they have to do to make the other person happy. So I think that's just an interesting way to look at it. They had such great chemistry throughout this thing no yes well the chemistry turned a little sour (laughs) well the next portion of the date i thought they had great chemistry because leo's quote a unique combo of excitement they project um and i think this like right off the bat set the tone for this date i know it like got weird in the middle but pete was so excited to have victoria fly with him and he was literally like i'm sharing my passion with you and i think if she was genuinely nervous or scared at all that totally eased her into the situation um yeah and like you were saying earlier he was so carefree and fun and i feel like that rubbed off on v for a little bit very true i think just because of his job he's good at staying calm in a stressful situation or around another person's stressful energy yeah so i think that's something he's just naturally good at true but he still showed the excitement Mm. and the passion there we go okay so they have that little convo and then and then we get to the final surprise which is a concert a Chase Rice concert, and Pete is super excited because he knows Victoria loves country, but lo and behold, Chase Rice ends up being Victoria's ex-boyfriend. Um, so they were at the amusement park alone all day, but then of course there's a crowd there, and there's like this little elevated stage, and they're dancing on the stage, 
And Victoria says this is just very awkward and weird. And yeah, it is, girl. Um, and you're making it more awkward and weird by singing along to your ex-boyfriend's songs. Mm. That really, like, sent me over the top. And then Vic says that she felt like Chase was singing uh, to her because he was the one that had told her um, that he didn't want her to come on the show. So then Victoria also says um, that she felt that Chase was singing um, to her, like directly to her, um, because he had originally told her that he didn't want her to come onto the show. Um, and then later on in this day, I think when Peter's, when Victoria's talking to Peter, she tells him that she broke up with him because um, Chase's lifestyle didn't match with the kind of life she wanted to lead. Yeah, that happened later on in the date, but then we also get um, a couple of shots of Pete talking to Chase. You know, Pete being Pete, just a good old nice guy from hey, Virginia. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, literally. With Victoria. We'll see Victoria's freaking out with the producer. <laughs> She's feeling overwhelmed, and she was like, um, so then, then we get a shot of her. <laughs> then we get a shot of her talking to Chase and Chase was all, I had no idea it was going to be you on this date and Victoria's all, well, now I feel obligated to tell Peter because if it does end up being me at the end, I don't want him to think that I lied to him throughout the process. Yes. And I took this as a sign of Victoria's Libra coming through. Our book says that mm -hmm. Libra is the sign of partnerships with energies focused on melding and combining with people. Obviously, Victoria's a little sketchy. I don't know if I yeah. believe everything she says, but this moment came across as pretty genuine at wanting to be totally honest with Peter, even if it was going to make her nervous. Yeah, I totally agree. For the record, everyone, Chase Rice is a Virgo. Yes, um, I had thoughts on this because I feel like there are a lot of similarities that I see between Libras and Virgos in real life that I mm -hmm. wonder if it was like deep down a case of them being too similar to work long term. Very possible. I also wonder how long their relationship actually was. And they're like 10 years apart or something now. Yes, he's Age 34. Difference. She's 25. So like 9, 10 years. So after the episode aired... Chase Rice actually gave a radio interview in which he said, quote, we spent a night together in Charlotte. She's a cool chick from what I know of her. I got no problem with her. The fact that the producers did that to me, it's over the top. It's unnecessary. I didn't expect it. But at the end of the day, it happened. So basically, this sounds like it wasn't an actual relationship. And it sounds like he's just good with the free publicity he's getting now. Yeah. I feel like that happens all the time on The Bachelor. Like, oh, a relationship from the past. And it never ends up being a relationship. It's just a little fling. So, Well, back in the day, it would be real relationships. Well, KP, now, now we're no, here. You need to watch some of the older seasons. They're I so much better. I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe just some select episodes. So now kind of moving this back to the post-amusement park, post-concert dinner thing were they at dinner yeah yeah um so victoria's come clean and she told Pete about her ex relationship with uh 
Chase Rice, and Pete is like <laughs> beside himself. He's like, uh, like the singer. Chase? You mean the singer uh, at, at the amusement park? Like that I was just talking to you three hours ago. <laughs> Classic Pete reactions. Um, so Victoria's upset because she thinks that this honesty is going to push Peter away when. In reality, it's going to do the exact opposite because all Peter wants is honesty from the women. So <laughs> he's all about it and gives her the rose because he the the one on one date rose because he appreciates her opening up to him. Um, yeah, and being honest. And note here that Libras. Uh, tend to not feel complete in themselves. I feel like that's something we've seen with Victoria a lot lately. And mm -hmm. just to liken it to another batch Libra, we have our Hannah B, who despite being a queen, also has these moments of um, just not being super content with herself and her actions. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to single out Peter in this situation because it was a trend that we've seen a lot from him so far. And I think even though these women are clearly just a hot mess, but I feel like Pete does do well with tackling the problems head on. And our book says yeah. that the Lido's immediate reaction to any problem is to do something about it and they'll walk into any situation. And walk into any situation? Yeah. 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 We stand Pete. We love Pete. Similarly, we've talked about um, Libras being indecisive and Aaliyah being a sign that really takes charge. And I feel like the end of this conversation for me was a, well, I, I hope it's a breakthrough for Victoria. But to me, it felt like a breakthrough for them because Peter has finally like said to her face, like, I'm into you and I want you to be here. And I don't want you to have these concerns about where you stack up against the other women. So, like, yeah, Victoria was really annoying this date, but it was a solid date. No? Yes. And little does she know, it'll come back to haunt her later. <laughs> but we'll get to that. that. Yeah. Um, so now we move into the group date. Um, we get the date card arrival, and McKenna, McKenna needs this group date more than anyone. <laughs> um, but this, oh, no, she needs this one-on-one -on -one more than anyone. But guess what? She doesn't get it. Kelsey gets the one-on-one -on -one that we'll talk about a little later. Um, it also, isn't it interesting that, like, last episode, Kelsey was, like, problematic, and Victoria was just, like, wild. And now they're out here getting the one-on-ones. Yeah. I mean, life changes. Life moves pretty quickly in Bachelor it, Mansion. It was crazy. I, I was like, wow. Yes. And I also, just because McKenna keeps just doing little things to irk me mm. um the she's an aquarius and the aquarius is the astrological sign of hopes and wishes so i kind of just interpreted this as mckenna as a wannabe cinderella about to crack Stop. and our book writes you are so determined not to be any like anyone else that you are sometimes contrary just to be different and this feels like her to a t it feels like a lot of 22 year olds to a t um, just, yeah, 100%. Yeah, just something to keep in mind. Yep, yep, I see it. Yep. Um, we have 13 girls on this group date, so a pretty big date, and they go to some football stadium in Cleveland um, that they have 
for the day, woo, to themselves. And there's there are, like, football players there. Um, and then they, like, split them up into two teams. And the winners of the game will get um, an after party with Pete. And the losers, of course, will not. So this kind of starts off with them doing a couple of drills. And Victoria P, right off the bat, is like, hey, my back hurts. Like, what the hell? Where, where did that come from? It seemed like it was something they were both aware of. Like, she hurt herself yeah, no, at no, some no. point. But when? I'm just curious. Maybe so it was still hurts, from the doohickey so at Space Camp. <laughs> How would that hurt your back? You never know. Maybe from the obstacle course. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so she's not participating, which means that she gets to sit off on the sidelines with Pete, and he Pete is like giving her little massages, and they're cuddling up, and all the other women are pissed because they're in like the padding and looking a mess and working it out there. Um, then, then I don't know what happens. Then I kind of zoned out. <laughs> well, one team wins, the other team does not, and Natasha is on the losing team. No, no, no wait, wait, wait. I uh, thought they both won, Kristen. No. Yes. There was a they lo- both- I, no, it was that one team won, the other team lost, but they both went on the after party, but one team just got more time with him. I think that's how it was. Really? I think no, so. They, they like ended 28-28 or something. Did they? I think so. Can you tell we love football? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. I don't know. We don't at all. But thank you to the badge for this refresher <laughs> before Super Bowl weekend. I still don't know Whoa. who's playing. <laughs> I, I don't know either. Do you want to know what I think of Super Bowl weekend? What? Just a little weekend. Just a little hump we have to get over between the Grammys and the and Oscars. And the Oscars, yes. Oh, that's how oh. I feel. We're at the date cocktail party and Shan is telling Peter that so she had, like really stood out um, during the football game. She like scored all the touchdowns or goals as the ladies called them. <laughs> Even I know they're not goals. So she <laughs> was like a knockout and she is speaking with Peter because she says she had a pretty good day, but she feels like she's being pushed to the side and not really getting a lot of time with him. Um, she wants to make sure that he knows her and doesn't, doubt the feeling she has for him um but of course there are other girls that also want to have time with pete and then bum 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 alaya is back um she makes this like little entrance in front of all the girls um and then she has the audacity to go and interrupt shan and peter's time which was unbelievable like my jaw literally dropped (laughs) i couldn't believe it she so alaya's back and she says her reason for being back is that she wants to set the record straight um, about what was said about her and like feedback for Peter, you know, and all that. So with some big Leo energy here, um, I pulled this from a portion in her book that talks about how other people view Leos. And it says that people question Leo's sincerity. Um, people think that Leos are show-offs that talk a big game um, and they also liken them to demanding spoiled children. I can I feel like, <laughs> you know, 
had I talk about this a lot that Virgo Leo dynamic questioning sincerity is a big thing. Yeah, so that I just thought that really encapsulated this return of Alea. Um, and the women, of course, think that she's not there for Peter. She just came back to clear her name, and they're going to confront her about that later on. Moving into this, Alea has her time with Peter now because she interrupted Shean. And she's talking about her friendship with Victoria P and how it like spans way back to when she was crowned Ms. Louisiana. And then she talks about how um, her and Victoria P even uh, took a trip together. Like they were that close that they traveled together and went to Las Vegas and this whole craziness. And Victoria P, as she told Peter previously, said that she had only met Alea for a couple of hours over a pageant weekend. And clearly these stories weren't mm. adding up. So it was kind of a back and forth between the women of, why are you saying this? I don't know what I'm saying. A lot of uncertainty around there. It was a Virgo-Leo dynamic with Alea being the Leo and Victoria being the Virgo. And in this mashup, the Virgo usually doesn't understand Alea's dramatics. And as we've mentioned many times before, the Virgo will puncture inflated, inflated egos and they have trouble diving into deeper feelings, which may explain why Victoria wasn't so keen mm. on maybe telling the truth or confronting Alea head on. And they might run into trouble by overcomplicating things, which I can definitely relate to. And the Virgo also mm -hmm. thrives in a one-on-one -on -one encounter. So again, being in this weird little love triangle with Peter, maybe that was the first time uh. she had really kind of found herself in that weird bachelor setting of realizing that you're not the only girl in this guy's life right now. And the Leah woman, according to our book, wants praise the most and feels like she was born <laughs> to be someone special, which feels very much how Alea carries herself. 100%. That's... um. It's so interesting about this like triangle thing and the Virgos um, mm -hmm. because Victoria seems so unsettled by all of this, even last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is so much of a Virgo thing or if it's just a me thing, but I feel like <laughs> okay, just like PDA in front of a huge group of women, I would feel so uh -huh. uncomfortable about that. Huh? Like, maybe a small group of my friends, yeah. that'd be fine. But, like, a whole group of girls I probably don't really like that much. I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah. You. No, I'm the same way. I feel yeah. like it's even worse, like, among your friends. Like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want y'all to see me doing that. Yeah. It's weird. And mm -hmm. this back and forth accumulated with Peter taking both women aside, trying to get to the bottom of the story. And again, no one was really coming to a conclusion. Alea was insistent that she and Victoria were friends. Victoria <laughs> not really giving away much. And Alea was getting a little emotional about feeling, I guess, shunned by Victoria in this moment. And Victoria, all while cuddling up next to Peter, was like, oh, yeah, whatever. But then she reached out and was like stroking Alea's eye. Like, for something in her makeup, I guess. But it was just so weird. Like, if you're trying to say that you're not friends no, with this person, don't go stroking hell? their face. <laughs> it's so weird. 
Yeah, the general rule to follow. Um, yeah, and then, uh, guess what? Pete gives a lay of the group date, Rose. Ooh, and the women aren't happy. I'd be fucking pissed. That, that would have been, like, Pete giving Hannah a rose, like, mm. for those point five seconds she was on earlier this season. Yes, and the women get even more annoyed when Alea starts telling them about basically what's going on in the outside world, and that includes Victoria mm-hmm. F.'s past with Chase, which Victoria F. didn't tell the women about, but Alea just lets it all out. Yep, yep, the little gossip fairy over here, but they have a little confrontation about it later on in this episode. Um, stepping away from the group setting, we get our second one-on-one of this episode, and it's with Kelsey Lowell's. And since we're in a new in a new setting, we have to have our classic, you know, just exploring, walking around downtown, taking going where the wind will take us, kind of <laughs> thing. So that's what they're doing. Um, they race in some carts. Streetcar pierogies, which is so interesting. Is that like a Cleveland thing? I've never seen that pierogies anywhere else. Or yeah. streetcar pierogies. Pierogies are like a German yes. thing. I feel like Cleveland I has a big. Po- oh, mm. German or Polish? I feel like there's a big German Polish population in the Midwest. In Cleveland? Yeah, it was yeah. just so interesting. Like, I'm about it. I liked it, but whatever. So, I loved their energy on this date. Kelsey is so normal in this episode that, like, I I don't know, I completely forgot about Champagne Gate for these Mm. 10 minutes. And I have to point out that Kelsey's change in character here reminded me of when Crystal completely chilled out on Paradise over the summer when she was hanging out with Goose. Very much so. 100%. Yeah. Right? Also, Kelsey's one of the older contestants, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like she kind of acted her age um, on this date. We're rooting for you, Kelsey. Please pull through. (laughs) I kind of am after today. Hopefully, she continues to separate herself from drama. Um, After their little walking around, you know, they're talking, they're getting to know each other. Kelsey talks about how she hadn't seen her dad for 13 years. I can't remember why. I'm not sure. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. Divorce. She found out about her parents' divorce Uh, before her mom did. Yikes. (laughs) That'll make a person grow up real quick. Yeah. And then somehow we get Pete talking about his cuban mom and grandmother again and their struggles of building a life in the u.s so somehow he could relate to kelsey i think probably by being raised by a single mother okay that's where he saw the connection there uh kelsey and peter are an aries leo pair these two are the superstars of the zodiac They share similar likes and dislikes, which I think we saw in this date. Like, they just got along really well. 
And then we often talk about the Aries-Leo dynamic as being one um, where there's that power struggle of who is going to be the alpha, but I don't think we really saw much of that during this date. Aries women um, want freedom and total togetherness and ecstasy all at once, and they want to be understood for their unique qualities. Um, so I guess this was a move towards Kelsey kind of getting that, opening up to Pete a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. not... I wasn't overwhelmed by this date at all, but it was good. I, thinking back, I think it's very forgettable. I don't yeah. really remember much about it, mm -hmm. which is probably a good sign for them in the long run. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. We will see. Rooting for you, though, Kels. Mm -hmm. I'm on the Kels train. Now we're back to the Alea show. Um, where, again, we left off with Alea telling all the girls about Chase Rice and Victoria. And then Victoria F., of course, needs to come up and confront Alea. And she, right off the bat, calls her manipulative. Um, this is a Leo-Libra pair here. Um, they're both extravagant, and they both want, want to outdo the other to get attention. Um, th this like little confrontation was done in private though, right? Yeah, it was just yeah. the two of them in a room. But again, something like this with Victoria confronting it so head on, I think it's another contradiction of her personality. Mm. I don't mm -hmm. think she's as shy and quiet as she's trying to... <laughs> as she leads on. Sue. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this conflict accumulated with the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. When Pete first arrived, he tried to pull aside Victoria P, seemingly to get to the bottom of her issues with Alea. But Victoria P was saying, I don't want to talk. Fine, let's talk, but I don't want to <laughs> talk. And then this is when the other women cut in, specifically Deandra, when she spoke out about feeling, I believe her exact term was <laughs> under-recognized when Peter gave the rose to Alea when all of the other women who were on that date were sore from the football activity. They had mm -hmm. gone through so much. And she called him out. Natasha also called him out. And Deandra, who we haven't really talked about before, is a Gemini. And according to our book, a Gemini woman likes to think that her love is greater than the love of the one she loves. And they're a solid, enduring person in love and may become jealous as a result. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have no idea who Deandra is, but I can, I can resonate with that. And it's like, when you think your love is greater than the other person's, it's like, yes in a sense, you want to push them to try to meet you. Mm. But, but at the same time, it can be, it can hinder your motivation too, you know, knowing mm. that maybe they'd never get to that level. But I, I take it as a really good sign that Deandra um, stood up to him about it. It shows that she's willing to keep pushing forward fight for what's right and get Pete on this right track. Stop acknowledging the BS and build these <laughs> relationships with these other women. 
So go, but Deandra. In true Pete form, he addressed this conflict straight on, <laughs> apologizing for doing so, but explaining that he did it because he wished he gave the rose to Alea at the last rose ceremony. And Ooh, we saw that at the end of last week that he was regretting his decision. We're really twisting the knife here. Oh, yeah. Victoria <laughs> P. still doesn't want to talk, but she goes outside with Peter anyway, <laughs> saying that she's feeling frustrated. And it hurts her to speak up against another woman, but she feels like Alea is targeting her because she thinks that Victoria P.'s kindness is her weakness. So she tells Oof. Peter that she has to that he has to go to Victoria F to get the real scoop on what's been going on with Alea. And meanwhile, Victoria F still butting heads mm. with Alea, calling her not a victim, you're a pot stirrer. And True. this and the other women's confrontation of Alea, saying that she was there for the pettiness and not really there for Peter, drove Alea to cry to Peter about getting torn to shreds by the other women. And Peter, just like so many bachelors before him, doesn't understand why the women are all against her. <laughs> oh, Pete. Oh, little Pete. Oh, little Petey. Well, you're trying so hard <laughs> and you're doing so okay, well, buddy. but... Go take a nap. It's fine. <laughs> and it ended with Peter confessing to the camera, I'm worried that all these girls are just going to walk out. I feel like they're so very disappointed in me. And I get it. I don't blame them. He's so dramatic. I can't. Oh, Bama. <laughs> and that's where it ended. No rose ceremony this week. We'll find out I what he does. I hate when next they do week. that. They teased an ambulance for next week, so we might see the footage of Peter's head injury. My coworker and said they teased enough drama for a whole season. Yeah, I, so. I don't put it past him. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. We'll see if any of these women become more likable. I saw a very fitting tweet that was along mm -hmm. the lines of, I don't think... I'm starting to think that Peter isn't ready to get married like i'm starting to believe that these women aren't ready to get married or be good friends <laughs> oh yeah there i just find it so disheartening that we've seen such little of the women's good sides oh very true Weird. is it time for the bachelorette yet i'm ready i know we're ready <laughs> let's go may? is it may yet <laughs> All right, everyone. On that note, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.